Welcome to The Black Athlete, a podcast where we put the past into the present of black sports. I'm Lewis Moore. I'm Derek White. We're sports historians here to give you the historical context for contemporary black athletes. And welcome back to The Black Athlete. I'm Lewis Moore, author of I Fight for a Living and We Will Win the Day. And you can also check out my lecture on the African-American athlete on Amazon. I am Derek White, author of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Jay Gaither, Florida AM, the history of black college football, as well as the challenge of blackness, the Institute of Black World and Politics of the 1970s. Welcome back, Lewis Moore. Oh, my full government name. Uh, yeah, man, good to be back. It was a, let me just start off right now. Let's just get this out the way. The Super Bowl did not go as I thought it was going to go. It's it, and it, we'll talk about this more when we talk our goat conversation. But it it is a clear indication that football is a true team sport, um, and also that Tyreek Hill might be the fastest man on the on earth, but God, he cannot get open if he doesn't have time to be the fastest man on earth. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought I was bummed out. You know, the refs cheated. Let's be clear. You know, I don't I don't ever see myself working for the NFL if I if I do <laughs> erase these tapes. Uh the refs cheated. It was it was it was it was game 6. Kings Lakers bad. Like it was like penalty <laughs> after penalty after penalty. And it was just like stuff they didn't have to call. Like come on, man. Mike Evans is 6 foot 8. 300 pounds like i'm not gonna be able to touch them at all like so so it was just bad like that and then yeah yeah they, you just i think after after the end of the second quarter when it, they 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 called that timeout and it's like it's done because they moved the ball okay but not good enough for you or like yeah they should definitely call the timeout to get the ball back and march up the field 80 yards with no timeouts left <laughs> uh, as they were going like eight yards at a time, it was like the dumb, and that was it. It's like it's done. They can't, they can't move the ball at all. So it was clear early on that that game was done. Um, I think I said this on the podcast, but someone should double check for us. Uh, I said that uh, it, it'll be interesting if Kansas City can be as good as they possibly can with no offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen. Uh, and that bore out. Uh, they could not block anyone. Did you see the stat where it was something where next gen stat where Patrick Mahomes ran for like 450 yards or 460 yards behind the line of scrimmage just in that? Yeah, that was crazy. Like that's, we, yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> you talk about that is like that is like Madden where you just back up and you just run around and you just throw the ball as far as you can. Uh, that's well, what that's the, what he was doing. It was like the end of the game, he just bailed. I'm not going to say he bailed, but let's be clear. That one pass that he threw at the corner of the end zone at the end of the game, um, he should have checked that one to Tyreek Kill. But that's I'm not, I'm not, I'm not questioning anything. I thought they should have done a lot of quicker passes. But, but you know, that's, what, that's the other thing. If you don't have a true receiver, I'm not saying Tyreek Hill is not a true receiver, but sometimes you just need to go get it, guy. Yeah, um, and to chunk it up if you have time, it's it it all it all depended on, on time. time. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not. I think you know they they had no tackles, no starting tackles, and that was clearly obvious um, that they struggled. Um, yeah, but we really couldn't lose. Let's be honest, we couldn't lose. So we thought that the black quarterback was going. to We wanted that, but we had two offensive coordinators, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, exactly what we would like to see. 
uh, from franchises in which they talk about diversifying their staff, uh, offense, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, all African-American, a number of African-American coaches, uh, two women's coaches, assistant strength coach, as well as assistant uh, uh, assistant coach uh, on the team. You know, Bruce Arians is ahead of the curve when it talks about when it comes to to diversity hiring uh, on his franchise. And so it's good to see that kind of hiring practices rewarded with success, even if it means we have another uh, Tom Brady championship. Oh, that hurt. Um, But you know what's even better? What's that? When you're not hiring racist people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you see that? What a, what is, that's a that's a great segue, by the way. That was um, I, I didn't even know so, where you were going with that. <laughs> you didn't know where you're going with that. I, you know what? I thought that's where we're going. So, like, let me just drop this segue in here right now. <laughs> so that's where we're going. So, so look, look. Today's episode or, or this episode, we're gonna get to the goat question since that's what was the big hot topic. But before that. Um, earlier today, the Jacksonville Jaguars hired Chris Doyle. And if you, the listeners don't understand, know who this is, he was the Iowa strength and conditioning coach. So he's kind of he's the person who tells you water makes you weak, right? And then makes you squat like six hundred pounds and and gives you like a steak. Um, but uh, <laughs> and he gets paid over, and he was getting paid over a million dollars a year, right? But in in this new era, I would I want to call it new. In this very short George Floyd era, because I don't know if we're still in it, but mm-hmm. during the summer of 2020, we were definitely in it, and things were coming out on social media, especially from college football players, black college football players. And what we found from Iowa was a bunch of guys talking about how, yeah, this guy Doyle was bad news. Um, he treated them like ish right he he mm-hmm. talked about their hair he talked about their clothes one guy said you know we felt like we'd have to wear a mask right mm-hmm. i don't know if he was going paul lawrence dunbar on us but mm. um oh <laughs> i know you like that gym look at that we Ooh, wear the mask look, look, at that. look at that trained historian that's right um professional but it, it's it's that it's i'll send you back to the ghetto and 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 in the in the moment of black lives matter post george floyd and colleges are scrambling around to deal with this. And, you know, considering that these guys make the university a lot of money, and, and I know they make the university a lot of money because they pay the guy to tell you water makes you weak a million dollars, they had to react. And ultimately, I believe they bought him out. Um, he's, he was there for 20 years. And you would think that if you lost your job at a college institution, for being racist and and we're going to call it racist because we talked about we want to talk to our listeners about believing black folks right yes so if they're saying he's racist and it's and it's multiple 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 people let's just clear let's just be clear he's racist right and if you lose your job for being racist you should not be able to go out and get another job high profile job right away Right, and you and mean maybe you not mean at all? You mean you should not yeah. get a promotion, right? This is a promotion, a promotion yeah. Because he's going from yeah. from college to pro, right? And I think that that's, yeah. No, I, let's, let's let can we let's take let's take a couple minutes to unpack some of the things you said there. Uh, Ooh, that, that's an academic term. It, it is academic. Unpack. Yeah. You know, you know, we got listeners that are kind of academic, so we trying unpack to unpack this. 
let's unpack this a little bit. And I think that one of the things that we talked about a little bit in the pre-show was that uh, that it's crazy that this guy gets a promotion given uh, uh, the circumstances of his uh, being let go from the University of Iowa. Uh, the second part is, I think you noted this, that the it's clear that the summer of George Floyd is over in yeah. sports, right? Because I think of this in a couple of ways. Like, I think that the hiring of... Chris Doyle signals that uh, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars have no concern about these broader social uh, issues around race and racism, because if they did, that that would have been enough of a red flag for him to at least have to sit out a whole, two years. He's not even out of work for a year. Let's just be honest. Right. Um, right. And, th- and this, I think, should be seen in light of the other hiring practices in the NFL, in which we saw only one African-American coach uh, be hired who, uh, you know, to his credit came out of left field, came from the wide receivers position. Um, and, uh, and we saw, uh, Eric B enemy, uh, Byron Leftwich, and a whole host of other highly qualified, uh, candidates, um, be, uh, uh you know, uh, not get positions in this hiring cycle. Uh, and so I think that these two things have to be seen together in some ways, right? One is that, uh, black, Coaches aren't getting the opportunity and that a new coach from college, Urban Meyer, again, highly successful college coach. This is not to say he doesn't deserve to be a professional coach, but his one of his first hires is a guy who has this racial baggage. I, here's what I will say, though, um, uh, before we jump into this question about testimony and believing black players. I'm going to just say that none of that stuff that he said in college is going to work in the NFL. No, no. Nah, and I'm, this like, dude's got money. Like, yeah, this dude's got money, and they will. Uh, and and he went. You know, he does not lord over them in the way that that right. works in college. Uh, and and, and, the, and the way he did it, can I just yeah, say, the way he did it was? I'll send you back to the ghetto, right? right. And and to me, that's so. Uh, we've talked about this before on a number of episodes, but if you guys have the opportunity, you know, go to the SI archives vault. The shame, the story of the black athlete, what a shameful story from 1968. When they're talking to college athletes, that's what they're talking about, how they're treated. And it's like nothing changed over, if my math is correct, the last 52 years, right? Like this is, that's the exact same stuff, this idea that they can hold this over you, right? Mm -hmm. That, that, That at any moment, if you step out of line, you're going back, right? This idea that they don't feel comfortable. You know, back then it was like, hey, you're not dating white women, right? right. That's clear. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is just, you know, you you shouldn't dress like that. You should follow into the Iowa culture, whatever that is, right? right. Um, and we know it is. Like, you know, don't wear your hair proud. They're pride, you know, dreads or, or whatever they're doing, um, whatever the music is. Um, and that's who he is. And and these guys, these you know, these student athletes were just there to, to, to play football, get education, maybe get a shot at the pros. This guy made his, their life miserable. The other thing about Urban Meyer is that he was already suspended in college for for his right. hiring. So this is a guy who we're talking about. I vetted you. Oh yeah, this we're not even talking about the play the problems he had at Florida with his players just oh, getting arrested, wow. yeah. murder, and yeah. all this stuff. But he had his receivers coach on staff at at Ohio State, right? Yeah, he knew he had abused his wife, right? And he then, knew it was a problem and did nothing about it and wound up getting – was it his final year that he wound up getting suspended? 
where yeah. he's out for four games. Yeah. 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 So, no, absolutely. So, yeah. No, I think those are those are excellent. I mean, you know, so when he says he vetted someone, he is not necessarily the best judge of character. And if you're the if you're the owner, if I'm the owner, uh, you must have given up a lot of power to hire Urban Meyer. But the one thing that you should have had at least some say so in as the player operations person or general manager or something is be like, look, you can't just be bringing around your cronies. Right. Like if, who, who got these red flags, um, especially because Jacksonville is already in a you know, they're already a marginal franchise. And and, you know, I think that, you know, they're picking number one in this draft for a reason. Um, and if you you know, the NFL is also about convincing players to who are free agents uh, to come to your franchise, right? Like you're not going to be able to solely wa- operate through the draft to, um, you know, to change your team's fortune that you're going to need to be able to, to, to encourage players to sign with you. Uh, and some players who have options will be like, yo, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to go here and maybe take less money. Right. Or, Cause they don't want the headache. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of breath because the players have enough power. They don't have a lot of power, but they have more power than college players do. Yeah. Let's back. We'll, let's back. Let's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say real quick. Speaking of player power, we'll see. We'll see because all it takes is one or two guys to say something. Um, and also, you know, the media keep keep on this, and maybe maybe he's gone by the end of the week, right? But it, yeah, but it's definitely gonna take a player to to say something because the coach is like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. But I want to let's back up a little bit about the you know one of the things that comes out in this story uh, and that I saw a little bit on Twitter was um, players uh, uh, Chris Doyle announced you know in his statement was like uh, you know I am not a racist um, and I don't have a you know again I think he probably says I don't have a racist bone in my body um, <laughs> but I <laughs> but these these players. Um, let's see what he says. I want to get this right. I have asked to be remain silent, but it's impossible to do so. There have been statements about my behavior that are not true. I do not claim to be perfect. I have made mistakes, learned lessons as every American citizen can do better. At no time have I ever crossed the line of unethical behavior or bias based upon race. I do not make racist comments. I do not tolerate people who do. And then, and this is a story from June of this year. So he got fired this summer, uh, June 7th, 2020. And when I look through these, these the response on Twitter is all these players are saying things like, we're going to send you back to the ghetto. Uh, they're wearing the team issued, uh, you know, Scully and, and, and the coaches are saying, uh, including Doyle, like, it looks like you're about to rob a liquor store. Um, and so they're treading into the worst kinds of, he was treading into the worst kinds of stereotypes. And while he may not have saw that as racist, the players clearly saw it was that they, as being powerless, they saw this as racist. And we just have to believe players. And I think that one of the things that this situation uh, suggests uh, historically is this long tradition of 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 people of uh, the judicial system not believing black people. Right. Like like black testimony. Right. Like the inability of black testimony to carry any kind of weight against white uh, white figures. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking about the 19th century uh, when we saw so many uh, black folks and, uh, you know, in the South testify about the Klan violence and people just ignore it. Right. Like, oh, that's not really what happened, that these were really Republicans playing themselves 
um, acting out against their own people. This was not Democrats or the Democrats denying any responsibility of being affiliated with the Klan. And that's a low, you know, we, our good friend of the pod, uh, Kadida Williams has a, uh, a great book about black testimony that I highly recommend, uh, entitled, they left great marks on me. And, and she talks about the nature of black testimony and the challenges that black folks face in trying to tell people about the kind of horrors that they face at the hands of whites only to be mostly ignored, um, both politically and socially, uh, as they try to get uh, some form of justice. And I think that to me, this this situation has uh, eerily, uh, eerie similarities uh, in terms of this longer tradition. And that's what I find most problematic, that this dude's not even out of work for, uh, you know, a year. Right. Well, you know, just on that point, and, and we can bring it to today's time, that's why videos, we thought, we thought that's why videos would be so important when it comes to police brutality, right? Because as I always point out on, on the Twitters, is is Black Americans has always, right, mm-hmm. always talked about police brutality, always fought police brutality. It, it's in it's in their newspapers, right? And mm-hmm. nobody, yeah, nobody listened. Ah, you're just, you must be doing something wrong. And then you mm-hmm. see that Rodney King, uh, Rodney King video. Ah, whoa, this is different. Things are gonna change, and nothing changes. And then in this yeah. kind of post, what two thousand, what even the Tamir Rice, what was that, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen yeah. world, you know? And we start to see these videos. The guy in South Carolina shot in the back as he runs. Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, and you think things would change and and it doesn't change but but part of it is like you said this testimonials this testimonies where they're saying there's a problem and everybody literally ignores it unless it's straight in your face so doyle i think what doyle understands is as a white guy in america you can say i'm not saying anything racist because to them the only things racist is probably the n-word right yeah yeah like yeah, only thing, and it has to be so clear and cut, right? And whereas <laughs> you know, his, I bet you, his institution did talks about microaggressions, right? And, and yeah. just blow implicit that off. bias, some, yeah, <laughs> implicit bias. That's some lefty stuff. That's you know what I mean. Uh, you know, we're in Iowa. This is the you know the only place in Iowa where the left is. Blah blah blah. And so he can ignore that. He could just be the meathead strength coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. And Urban Meyer can say that too, because my my bet is that Urban Meyer thinks that he's been enough around enough of these young black kids to know they're a problem, right? Like you know, yeah. you know that's yeah. that's what he's thinking. So look, and and I bet you within Urban Meyer's culture of football, whether it's at Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, or Ohio State, stuff like that went on, right? Mm-hmm. Judgments were made about people's character, right, based on their race. Uh, probably somebody at one point got told you're gonna get sent back home to the ghetto. Like this, mm-hmm. is, and for him, this is this is not racism. He's in the business of molding young men, <laughs> right? Um, right. And in the meantime, all these players have to cry, you know, cry for help and say, "Look, this is we want to live in a better society where you know we're just treated right. Where we come in with this blank slate, you just treat us not about you know that we're wearing a beanie." Um, right. I call them beanies. You you refer to them as scolies. Um, you know what I mean? Not because my hair is a certain way, but you know, I'm, this is who I am. Treat me, treat me right. Treat me with dignity, and that's all. I think at the in the end, that's all the black athlete has ever really asked. 
Yeah. Um, and, and Doyle's hiring is a clear indication that, yeah, people don't really care. Like the white power structure in sports is like, we're giving you an opportunity to a go to college or B play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, get play paid to play a quote unquote game. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting, right? Cause I mean, they're, they're a bad franchise and I don't even know who the star player would even purport to be, uh, who would need to Trevor say Lawrence. something. Yeah. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, right. Uh, who ain't even, in, yeah. ain't even in, he ain't even in the building yet. So, yeah. Um, well, their problem is they had a they had a, a small window, very very small window, and thought that uh, what's his name, uh, the quarterback was going to cut it, and they could have got cap. They could have got cap, but they they went with Blake Bortles or whatever his name was, and oh now yeah, here you are, here you are rebuilding uh, constantly. Um, so yeah, that, that's the story that broke today. We'll be paying attention to see what happens. Like you said that, you know, heck by, even by the time this comes up, uh, tomorrow, or by the time you hear this, uh, he could be out of a job. But I think the context here matters about black testimony. And this is, and this is in some ways is not different than, than women's testimony when we talk about sexual assault on college campuses and whatnot. And so I think there's a lot, you know, it's, it's not just about racism, but it's also about sexism. Uh, as well on campuses, and I think that uh, this is uh, this is both a, a negative problem for both Urban Meyer and Chris Doyle, who both have these uh, these kind of uh, flags in their record on their resume. All right, man, let's switch gears, man. Let's talk about the thing that everybody was talking about after this uh, Super Bowl, in which Tom Brady won his seventh championship. Uh, and there was a lot of talk on Twitter and on the uh, professional sports talk shows uh, about the greatest player of all time. Is he the, the greatest of all time? Is he the GOAT? Uh, and this is an interesting kind of question to think about, uh, about what, is the, what are the defining features to be even in this conversation? Let's talk about it for football, and then we can just talk about it broadly. Oh, man, football. I- it's Randy Moss. No, I would say, look, one of the things we talked to, we've we've talked about this for the last few days, and, and I think one of the most important things when we're doing this in sports in general is, like, you know, sports are different and so are errors. I think football, you have to pay attention to when they played. Um, and, and the toughest thing about football, and I, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, is that it's one of those games where it's truly, it's truly a team game, right? And you mm-hmm. – it's, it's what – Look, you can have the best quarterback ever in Patrick Mahomes, but if you can't protect him, doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. It, it, it truly doesn't matter. And the other thing, again, and I know I'm kind of uh, showing my hand a little bit, is that the quarterback doesn't play the whole time, right? So it's not like Brady's going against truly going against Mahomes, right? It's right. not like it's it's Magic versus Michael or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. It's Brady versus the Chiefs defense, right? It's yeah. Um, um, it's it's Mahomes versus versus the Bucks defense, really. Um, but I think football is that. Um, I also think it's your ability to just change the game just by being out there. So certainly Brady fits that bill. But I, you know, in history, it's, to me, it's Randy, uh, it's it's Dion, it's Jerry Jerry Rice. Um, these are some of those players that truly, Lawrence truly, present just. Who? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, truly, truly, their presence shifts things. Um, 
Yeah, I, but, I mean, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no. I just think I think I think you're right. I think this is for us is always about errors. I think the rules matter a little bit, especially even at the quarterback position. I think that you know in this modern age in which um, the game is far more offensive, uh, I think Tom Brady has been able to p- produce uh, well into his 40s a, a an amazing kind of career that allows for. Uh, his mental ability to control the, the game, like his ability to read defenses and make the right plays uh, and give his team a chance to win is, is truly, truly impressive. Um, and so I do think it's that. I think sometimes in this whole conversation, especially, and I think this is where basketball kind of bleeds into this broader conversation is that, you know, championships do matter, but like the championships are driving, the number of championships are driving uh, the question uh, and I think Brady is in this conversation in football because no one has – he's got more than any single franchise as an individual player. Right. Uh, but, you know, like I said, like he's not – has the biggest arm. Uh, he he just makes a lot of right plays. And I think the NFL has always had uh, guys of, of Brady's caliber, um, and they just have not – they've either fallen short. And I think the last point is that football is a single elimination sport. And I think you think that there is a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to say luck, but there were a lot of things have to work in your favor. Um, but, you know, his his best advantage is that he's in the era in which dudes take care of their bodies. I mean, we talked about this the other day, right? Like his ability to play into the 40s, but him, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are all in their late 30s, early 40s. These guys are, are putting up amazing numbers. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. I believe he's 30 eight years old. Is that right? Yeah. 38, 39. Yeah. Yeah. 30, 37. And you know, this is, you know, that's impressive, right? Like when you think about, uh, you know, Dan Marino's best years were like in his first four seasons, right? Like these are the kinds of things that we're looking at, at that position. But like, I, you know, I know, uh, Tom Brady, uh, is, you know, his, pol- his politics or lack thereof, especially after he had that hat in his locker has, um, really transformed the way folks uh, look at him. But I, you know, I give him credit because I'm, I'm 45 and the thought of getting hit on a regular basis uh, just doesn't even sound like a fun idea. So yeah, hats off for him for like getting up and being like, I want to go do this as my job, even for the amount oh. of money. <laughs> He's getting paid. That's, the thing. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about him and someone like LeBron and, and, and even Serena is like they changed the game just by the way they took care of their bodies, right? That's mm-hmm. a whole nother like this idea of longevity. That's that's part of the conversation. But how you take care of yourself, everybody, not everybody, but most athletes now are starting to think in in a different way, right? There, you know, no longer if you're like a young Derrick Rose can get away with eating gummy bears all the time, right? <laughs> right. While your peers are are you know, having their, their, their vegan smoothies or, or whatever, or LeBron spending a million or even someone like a TO who was people are like, thought he was weird, mm-hmm. um, getting that chamber and doing all that other stuff. Um, but, but that's the thing you have to take, that's what you have. Your body is what you have and you have to be able to take care of it. And, 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 and so when we talk greatest to me, I think the, and we talk errors, I think one of the, best things we could do is just really do this kind of the last 25 years, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's in the last 25 years that gets you into the steroid era and stuff like that. But, but you're getting people 
uh, really more. Not to say other guys weren't in the body. Not to say that Jordan wasn't lifting weights somehow magically. He got over two hundred twenty pounds of steroids. But um, but what? But allegedly, it's just way, allegedly, it's, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> just a different way people took care of their body, and I think twenty five years a good cutoff too, right? Because mm-hmm. before that, I mean, it's it's. I mean, football's different, right? They've added the wild card and stuff like that, if expansion and stuff. But within these last twenty five years, there are a number of great athletes and. This means that we don't have to have that Jordan Brady debate, but we could have is Brady like who's the best athlete in the last 25 years? And that could still get us to a GOAT conversation, right? Because you're talking, and this is this is off the top of my head, but besides besides Brady, right? You're talking Serena, you're talking you're talking Phelps. Yeah. In the basketball arena, you could throw I, I think it's fair to say Kobe, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's not exciting. Uh, but he's still the greatest, probably the greatest power forward over. And and you're talking LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe woman swimming, Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Um, and then, then if you want to go track and field for longevity and wins, Alex, Alex and Felix. Yeah. But but my guy, and I, this is I'll just I'll just throw it out there, Usain Bolt. Yeah. I, I just want to say he's probably like if we're if we're not being U.S. centric. Yeah. Right. Like there's no need to talk about anyone else. Right. Because <laughs> I'll talk about wide track. And then the other one, and I know he's, he's a jerk. And people don't like him. It's Floyd. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's Flo- because, and this is, this is Simone, what I always think. Simone Rouse on gymnastics. I, you know, okay. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And it's not, how do I put this? I think even though I go off and on and on and on, how Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever. The people what people shoot back to me is ah it needs more time. I think Biles, she's great in this very short amount of time. And I don't know because I've listed people who dominated for twenty, you know, almost twenty years, fifteen, twenty years, multiple Olympics. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like Biles and the other thing about gymnastics is this I don't want to be anti gymnastics. But you're not, there's, I mean, you're going against the, the ground or whatever. It's really about your abilities, right? And, and plus, mm-hmm. there's a lot of access issues. And we can say the same thing about swimming and stuff like that. But of the all the individual sports that, that we talked about, where it's, uh, we, we mentioned tennis, sw- swimming, track, boxing, and gymnastics, there's nobody really challenge- going after you, right? Your, your competition is what somebody else did. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. I don't I don't want to call it breakdancing, but breakdancing will be in the Olympics this year and in the next couple of years, so we'll see. Um so so it's no knock on Biles. I think she's she's a tremendous uh athlete, but I just don't think it's it's she's ready to be in this conversation. We're talking about, you know, Serena has twenty three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Michael Fex has a a gang of gold medals, you know what yeah. I mean? Um so that's where I'm at. But I would say if we're not Talking team sports, my two main would be Floyd and Usain Bolt. Um, And Serena would be close behind there. It's just that my my thing about tennis, here we go again, is that my main knock about tennis, that when we talk about goals in tennis, we don't talk about losses, right? Mm. We just talk about wins. We just talk about wins. But there's a lot of – there's you're not 23-0 in Grand Slams, right? Yeah. Um, or grand slams, or in these main majors, yeah. should I say? You're not 23 and 0 in majors. You, you've lost some. You've got a lot of wins, but your losses, like in boxing, you know, the, you can only get so many losses. I I can't tell you the last time Usain Bolt lost a meaningful 
mm-hmm. right, in the prime of his career, a meaningful race, right? And that's why I kind of give the edges. It's also important because you're the fastest person literally ever. Um, <laughs> a, a big deal. So that's my individual athletes, um, goats. All right. So send all your hate mail to at prof, uh, no, at Lumore12 <laughs> on Twitter uh, about tennis. Uh, you know, I yeah, I think what Sarita has done. I think I think your point about longevity is important in this case, right? Like where 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 athletes have been able to to go much further. The thing that I think for us of a certain generation, the thing that we remember is like when Michael Jordan, like his he was breaking down both physically and mentally. He even said this in the Last Dance. We talk about Larry Bird. Uh, you know, his back uh, goes out really like uh, by the early 90s. Um, right. You know, even Matt, you know, Magic called HIV, which cut out short in his career. So we don't know what the end was going to look like. You know what I mean? We don't get to see the normal end. Um, and and so we just haven't seen the kind of longevity, like even Joe Montana, who for a long time was in that the previous, like the previous 25 years was in that conversation to be the GOAT. I mean, you know, he got he got pummeled at the end of his career. I mean, this is the reason why the 49ers go get Steve Young in the first place is that his the injury started. The injury toll has taken a, a, taken a hold of his career. And I think that's been really the kind of the interesting part about Tom Brady, with the exception of the year he tore his ACL. He's been really healthy for most of his career right. um, and at quarterback. And that's uh, that's a pretty amazing. That's been as as amazing as anything. But I also speak think it speaks to the fact that the that football, while still crazy physical, is not the same game that Lawrence Taylor played, where dudes could hit you after the whistle after you threw the right. ball and not get a flat like the the edges have have really you know the game has been more about protecting uh, quarterbacks in a real way uh, and I think they've we've seen that on both sides the receivers get free releases and all that kind of stuff so I think there's something to be said about uh, you, you know I think this is why the errors matter uh, in, in in a sense um, I think that the thing is like I think Tom Brady is an interesting case right like he's you know if we look at the quarterback position alone for greatest, uh, obviously he's leading his team to a win, which puts him into the conversation. But the other traits you mentioned earlier about like, you know, the ability to tilt the field uh, to be like, you know, path breaking in their abilities, their physical abilities in a sport. Um, You know, Tom Brady's not, he's got, you know, average arm strength. He's got, you know, below average mobility, um, he's got a really great short arm, um, you know, uh, short arm, you know, short area accuracy within like the first 25 yards. Um, you know, he throws a lot of slants, a lot of digs. Uh, it wasn't except for the year he had Randy Moss where he threw a lot of the deep balls. And, and since Randy Moss has been gone, he hasn't thrown a, a considerable number of deep balls. I mean, his number one wide receiver in both this season and in, uh, New England was a tight end, right? Like was Gronk, right? So there's a, something to be said about his ability is not wowing when you look at like Brett Farms' arm strength or even uh, Aaron Rodgers' arm strength and mobility. Like those things, you like wow you. You watch Tom Brady and he just kind of carves you up like a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's an interesting strategy because that's not how we think of dominance uh, in 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 football, even at the quarterback position. Right. No, 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 no. I, 
Yeah, you're right, and I, I don't want this to come off as as Brady hate because there's because you can't you can't top seven, right? And 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 I'll always say that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever, uh, but you can't, you know, that seven that speaks for itself, and I think a lot of that's the preparation too, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it he's, he's a winner, and 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 in this society and sports, we've we've denoted that championships are the mark, right? Now. It's not everything, or else we'd say Robert Ory's the greatest ever, or Bill Russell's the greatest ever, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, it, but I think it's important, and I think the moment you you have him and he's, you're playing well, it helps. Now, of course, throughout New England, he he's had some dominant defenses, right? Like, yeah. like I think a number of those Super Bowls, uh, pages with a number one ranked team. I mean, defense, right? So mm-hmm. that so that so that helps a lot. But but I you know again, if we're talking team, the last twenty five years like a go athlete. I just think it's uh to me it's 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 LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. If we're if we're doing team sport. Now again, the hardest part is basketball and football are not the same, right? No. LeBron's gotta play defense. He he you know what I mean? He's yeah he's gotta he's gotta have that chase down, right? Like that's that's the I think that that's symbolized the the biggest difference is that 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 Andre Iguodala chase down block, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron's getting he's gonna get you forty, uh, but he's also gotta play that play that D. And I think for him, for me, it's it's just he's just dominated the game so much, right? He's a walking if he wanted to, you know, forty, you know, fifteen and, and eight. But the, the most amazing thing is he'll carve you up just like Brady, right? Yeah. So on the one hand, he can get you forty, but he can outthink you. Right? Yeah, and and he's on Brady's level of, of thinking, um, and I, to me, and and it's the same thing, right? They both take care of his body, their bodies. It's mm-hmm. it's what pumping in a million, um, mm-hmm. a year maybe, and and just just really, um, understanding, you know, the craft. Uh, his his health is is part of the craft. His availability, um, right yeah. below that. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know who who I'd go below though. Below who? Those two? LeBron. Is it? Is it? I think it's. I think. I think last twenty five years it's fair to say LeBron, Brady, and team sports. If you want to expand it, obviously Kobe? you're talking Mike. You're talking Kareem. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe's a tough one. Um, because when Kobe was was the show, I mean his team won like thirty four games, but you know, but he still got <laughs> he still got you five. Yeah. Um, and I think that's and and he was un you know Kobe was unstoppable and he's all world at defense too, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's an interesting sport. I you know uh, we should we should at least acknowledge that uh, our good friend Jermaine Scott is a, is a, a been on the pod who studies soccer. We oh, should soccer, us, yeah. Okay. I, I, I I'm gonna say, I just want to I just want to say that uh, you know Ronaldo and Messi are both. Uh, two of the most dominant players in the world. And they too, though, are in their upper 30s. And I think that's an important variable to think about how we think about like age and 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 greatness. And, and that one of the reasons that LeBron is in this conversation and one of the reasons that Brady's has accomplished what he's been able to accomplish is that they've been able to 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 withstand father time and still perform at a high level. You can add Drew Brees in that. I mean, they've had – the Saints have been really, really competitive. You know, the Super Bowl's funny. They got a couple bad calls. And Drew Brees, he wouldn't have had seven, but he would have had two. You know what I mean? And that would have been a very different kind of conversation. But he was – 
you know, up until this season, he was pretty effective uh, as a quarterback in his 40s. Um, and I think that, you know, that's a just it's just amazing to what, you know, these dudes are young. When you think about it, like Brady's 43. And I think about the students that I mentor at Dartmouth who have graduated and they're like 25 and they're like, you know, that is cool. But like, we're not on the same team. Like we have, you know, you have families and kids and they're like, I'm going to the club and like I'm traveling and, you know, like it's a very different kind of, it's an interesting kind of dynamic um, that in the locker room that, you know, he says he's probably closer to the same age as Byron Leftwich. Than, than he is the players, right? Like, they're like the same right. age. Um, He's got to be older again. Oh, can I say something real quick before yeah. I forget? We can't leave out uh, Diana Taurasi, uh, Sue Bird, yes. Maya Moore, and I think the woman who's going to go down as the great, well, since rings are so important, that's going to be Brianna Taylor. Um, or Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Brianna yeah, Stewart, yeah. Stewart, <laughs> Stewart. I was like, damn, my yeah. bad, everybody. Yeah. Um, Stewart, right, and already two championships. Uh, I believe four, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, three or four at, at, at UConn mm-hmm. Olympic gold. Um, and and I don't see a scenario. Maybe maybe this year the Las Vegas Aces can can, can get it together. Yeah. Um, and and top them, but I she's just she's a winner, right? It's 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 like kind of like when we talk goats. And, and winning's part of it and, and tilting the field like the way uh, she plays um, changes everything. So I think, again, same thing with Simone Biles. Young, right, doesn't have the longevity, but if she gets that longevity, that Sue Bird-type longevity, and mm-hmm. Sue's, I think Sue Bird's like, what, pushing almost 40. Yeah. Um, then, then it's going to be easily, I, I can see her being that that conversation of, of, of tops, no matter what your sport is. No, I I mean, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think that like, it's a weird, like we're in an interesting time where we're watching really um, older players instead of them fading away in their careers. um, We're seeing them play like, you know, elite, elite sports, uh, elite, you know, top of their game um, while not being able to do the same things that they could do as younger players. Uh, Tom Brady's not chucking the ball like 60 yards on the line anymore. And LeBron's not like, you know, coming down the lane, powering for dunks every chance he gets. Um, but they still have this ability to really, as you say, tilt the field in their advantage, man. And it's it's impressive, man. I'm impressed. Like, I watch a lot of LeBron. I watch this. I watch Sue Bird this summer. I'm like, dude, like, I, you know, there's some days I feel like, man, my knee hurts from injuries from 20 years ago, right? Like how are they, how are they consistently getting themselves and their body in shape? Um, that's, that's really a testimony to, to what is happening in this particular moment. So the goat question, I think our, our, our takeaway is uh, historically, I think the goat question has to be about eras. Uh, I think 25 year cycles, 20, 25 year windows is a good way to, to do some comparison. Um, uh, even though the GOAT stands for the greatest of all time, I think it's very difficult to to have that argument. Uh, we're talking about in baseball. We didn't even bring up baseball, but baseball, this conversation, you know, often includes Babe Ruth, who didn't face black players on a regular basis, right? Like, like you know, so like we talk about this, as, you know, being a, a, even a problematic category, but it makes for good barbershop talk. Uh, and I think that, you know, 
the conversation has to be expanded. But we should also note historically that these athletes, male and female, are are really in a new era of uh, in their abilities to take care of their body and really extend their playing careers much longer than uh, people had anticipated. Uh, and more and more of them are increasingly kind of dominant uh, at these ages. And, and LeBron, Brady, uh, Sue Bird are, are at the peak of this conversation. Serena. Right, for sure. Oh, yeah, Serena. And so let's uh it's we're at 45 minutes so let's let's wrap this up man let's come back again next week and have something interesting to talk about as we we shift out of football and we get full fledged into basketball uh as we turn the corner for the tournaments and then uh the NBA tries to head to the halfway point. All right, on that note, peace. Peace. <laughs>